From Seoul, Korea, KBS World Radio News Today starts right now. On today's broadcast, South Korea and seven other countries back joint strikes by the United States and Britain against targets linked to Iran-backed Houthi militants in Yemen. The U.S. imposes fresh sanctions against Russian entities over the nation's arms transfer with North Korea. And financially crippled developer Taeyong ENC wins support from creditors to embark on a debt restructuring program. This is KBS World Radio News. I'm Tom McCarthy. South Korea and seven other countries endorse joint strikes by the United States and Britain against targets linked to Iran-backed Houthi militants in Yemen over the group's weeks-long attack on international shipping in the Red Sea. In a statement on Friday, South Korea, the U.S., the U.K., Australia, Bahrain, Canada, Denmark, Germany, the Netherlands, and New Zealand said the strikes were conducted in accordance with the inherent right of individual and collective self-defense consistent with the United Nations Charter. The country said the precision bombings were intended to disrupt and degrade the capabilities the Houthis used to threaten global trade and the lives of international mariners in one of the world's most critical waterways. Calling the more than two dozen attacks by the rebels since mid-November an international challenge, the countries said the latest strikes demonstrated a shared commitment to freedom of navigation, international commerce, and the defense of the lives of mariners from illegal and unjustifiable attacks. Since the outbreak of the Israel-Hamas war last October, the Houthis, who control most of Yemen, have conducted around 30 missile and drone attacks on the Red Sea shipping routes in support of Hamas. With the attacks disrupting international commerce, more than 20 countries agreed last month to participate in a U.S.-led coalition known as Operation Prosperity Guardian to safeguard commercial traffic in the Red Sea. The government has decided to pursue logistic support measures as tensions rise along major shipping routes in the Middle East after U.S. and British airstrikes on targets linked to the Houthi rebels in Yemen over attacks in the Red Sea and Iran's seizure of a U.S. oil tanker. The Ministry of Trade, Industry and Energy held an emergency export team meeting on Friday along with the Korea Trade Investment Promotion Agency and other trade associations to examine the impact of import and export logistics and discuss responses. The ministry said that there has been no disruption in the shipment of export goods or import of energy, such as oil. In preparation for a shortage of cargo ships, the ministry said it plans to temporarily deploy four additional ships. The ministry also announced that it would actively recommend routes to shippers and local logistics companies, while also increasing cargo space on routes with insufficient capacity based on the results of surveys from small and medium-sized companies. The United States imposed fresh sanctions against Russian entities on Thursday over the nation's arms transfer with North Korea. The deal has come to the fore in recent days, culminating in a back-and-forth at the United Nations as Moscow and Pyongyang vehemently denied the claims. Max Lee brings us the latest. The United States hit three Russian entities and one individual with sanctions on Thursday over the purported transfer of missiles from North Korea that are believed to have been fired into Ukraine. 
U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken announced the move as he had denounced Russia's war of aggression for inflicting suffering on the Ukrainian people with help from Pyongyang. He warned that Washington will not hesitate to take further action following up on a censor of Russia and North Korea in the U.N. Security Council meeting the preceding day for three separate missile attacks against Ukraine over the last two weeks. Moscow's U.N. ambassador immediately refuted the assertion as false information that lacks evidence, while Pyongyang's representative Kim Sung followed up with a response published by the state-run Korean Central News Agency on Friday. The envoy blasted the U.S. for drawing North Korea into the discussions at the council, despite what he contended was a lack of relations to the issue at hand, claiming that the move was indicative of Washington finding itself in a predicament. Kim went on to say that the U.S.'s moves are an attempt to criminalize the relationship between Pyongyang and Moscow in violation of international law before going on to blame the war on Washington for violating Moscow's national interests with a confrontational policy. Despite the denials by the two sides, Ukraine remains adamant that Russia did indeed use North Korean weapons, with an official saying on Friday that a defense ministry analysis of missile debris concluded that it was in fact a KN-23, the North's version of the Russian Iskander missile. The military cooperation between North Korea and Russia has purportedly extended to other forms of material, with Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky saying on Thursday that the North sent over one million rounds of ammunition. Max Lee, KBS World Radio News. Newly appointed Foreign Minister Cho Tae-yeol said that a recent spate of provocations by North Korea are a reaction to the pressure of the extended deterrence by South Korea and the U.S., as well as increased security cooperation involving Japan. During his first press conference since taking office as the country's top diplomat, Cho said North Korea is trying to drive a wedge between the three allies, or even sow distrust between the three. Addressing Seoul's strong response to Pyongyang's artillery barrages, the minister said the country would not be secure if it fails to confront such provocations robustly. Cho assessed that the current government's responses are firm, but restrained when it comes to the regime's persistent aggressions. Debt-ridden developer Taeyong Engineering and Construction has won support from creditors in a vote to start a debt restructuring program. The state-run Korea Development Bank and other creditors said on Friday that in a vote that ended midnight, 96.1% of the company's creditors voted to proceed with the proposed workout. According to financial regulations, a company seeking a debt workout program must secure the approval of over 75% of its creditors. As the workout process begins, the creditors will postpone their rights to claim repayment for up to four months. The KDB will conduct due diligence on Taeyong's assets and liabilities for the next three months and establish a detailed restructuring proposal, which will be put to a vote at a creditors' meeting on April 11th. The country's financial regulator said it will not allow the trading of cryptocurrencies at the local financial market despite the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission's approval of exchange-traded funds for Bitcoin on Wednesday. The Financial Services Commission presented a stance in a press release on Thursday saying that domestic securities firms' brokerage of overseas-listed spot Bitcoin ETFs may contradict the government's position on virtual assets and may violate the Capital Market Act. The FSC reportedly sent this guideline to local securities companies. A Seoul court has ordered local public broadcaster Moonhwa Broadcasting Corporation to issue a correction on a 2022 report on President Yoon Sung-yeol's remarks caught on a hot mic during a trip to the U.S. 
The Seoul Western District Court on Friday sided with the foreign ministry, ordering the broadcaster to start its first nightly news program with the title and text of the correction displayed on the screen as the anchor reads it aloud. The court said failure to comply will result in a compensation order of 1 million won, or around 760 U.S. dollars, each day until it does so. In September 2022, MBC aired Yoon's crude hot mic moment at the General Assembly with a caption reading that Biden would face embarrassment if the legislative body failed to pass a funding bill. The South Korean presidential office at the time said the word that was heard by some as Biden was in fact the Korean word narimyeon, meaning throwing out, referring to the South Korean parliament's refusal to pass Yoon's pledge to the Global Fund. The ministry requested a correction from MBC at the Press Arbitration Commission the following month, citing an adverse effect on diplomacy, but decided to pursue the matter in a civil suit after the arbitration fell through. MBC said it plans to appeal Friday's ruling. Presidential spokesperson Yi Do-woon responded to the ruling, stating that MBC was irresponsible for attaching distorted captions to its report which harms state affairs. The benchmark Korea Composite Stock Price Index shed 15.22 points, or 0.6%, on Friday to close the week at 2,525.05. And that's the news from KBS World Radio's News Center in Seoul. I'm Tom McCarthy.